Welcome to a three-part series all about Spider-Man, our favorite neighborhood web-slinging superhero. That's right, in celebration of the release of Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, we're going to have a few special episodes. For part one, which is the part you are listening to right now and will start listening to right after the theme, we're going to talk about our history with Spider-Man and some of our anticipations for No Way Home. So enjoy and know, and this is very important, that we do not shy away from spoilers whatsoever for Spider-Man No Way Home in this series. So please proceed with caution. Go see the movie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of comment section that's right guys we're once again it's been a while since we've done this having a giant special episode dedicated to a new movie and what is that new movie it is spider-man no way home that's right never thought we'd do a special for it never thought we'd see it but we are Now, let's just get this out of the way right now. There will be spoilers in this episode. That's right. This is your final warning. I'm going to tell you a spoiler right now. So help me God, here it comes. Turn away now. Guys, that's right. Oh, you thought I was going to mention Toby and Andrew? Hell no. Aunt May dies. That is your big spoiler. Yeah. I really hope that you didn't click on this, like, having not seen the movie (laughs) and expecting a no-spoiler review because, yeah, we get quick into it. You have to heed our warnings because we're just going to say it. And uh, with that, uh, yeah, this is a special episode. We have a lot of special episodes. This one's really special, though. We never thought we'd be here talking about this in such a special way. Oh, yes. Let's mention your thing, too, as well. About oh, about what, what happened you right about. before we were recording. But first, <laughs> I want to bring something up because I'm okay. so excited for it. Really hasn't anything has nothing to do with the um specials, but I thought that this would be something you'd be interested in about the future okay. of the podcast. Really, that's right. So recently, I was in contact with someone from one of the schools I went to. Hmm. And um, they kind of uh, told me about someone else's contact info, contacted them. And I do have an announcement. I'm springing this on you right here, right now. This is my livelihood. I can't believe (laughs) I'm getting this on the air. We're getting on the air. And I'm excited. I think I'm excited to tell you what it is. Okay. The future of comment section and unwanted answers is going to change. It can be summed up in three letters. NFT, baby. (laughs) Um, You can't spring this on me at this moment like this. Oh, yes. We are getting into the NFT business. Um, No one knows what it is, but yes, we've signed these papers. Did you get an ugly ape or something? I don't understand. (laughs) What is? Do we have a mascot? Oh, we do. So many. Paul was ecstatic about this. He was. I know he's really into them. He was. I mean, he says it's the next big thing. He told me to dump my entire savings into it. Yes. Like 
when I called him on the phone, which he never answers, but when I texted him, it was about NFTs. I heard him jump up and jet and down like Gabby Duck going, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I, I know. Paul won't stop talking about like, yeah, Elon Musk, Doge yes. to the moon. He's that kind of, he's, yeah, that's classic Paul, but I just don't understand <laughs> what our podcast has to do with non-fungible tokens. <laughs> Well, if anything, is this podcast about finding out what the abbreviation was. Is this is this bo- podcast on the blockchain now? I think it is. <laughs> okay. Well, as soon as we find out what that is, we'll let Future you. Future has never you. been brighter. I assume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> let's talk about what happened because before we start recording, it sounded like you almost died. Or something, or you had a little panic. Yeah, it was it was a little it was a little scare because, um, <clears throat> I was holed up in my room. I, I heard some noise, uh, like almost like some building esque noises, like like there was a project going on upstairs uh, that my parents were doing. And basically, what happened is I was like, oh, I got to get ready for the podcast. I'm going to go upstairs and make some tea. <laughs> and I walked out, and I heard a subtle beeping. And there was literally a cloud of smoke at the bottom of the door. Like the light was illuminating smoke. And I heard beeping. And I walked upstairs and there was in like the the den when you get to the top of the stairs was even more smoky. It was like the most smoke I've ever seen in a house. Uh, And I turned to the kitchen and my parents just seemed kind of fine. It turns out what they were like. It's okay, son. Soon I was we will sort of like, I was sort of like, uh, do you have something to tell me? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it turns out that they were uh, installing a new stove. Oh, and so something in disconnecting and reconnecting the stove. I, I don't know how it works, but it was just like a basic maintenance thing that caused some gas or and smoke to kind of get out. <laughs> It, like it was not in any way a danger, but I really did have maybe 10 seconds where I thought I might have to uh, scram. <laughs> and there was a moment where you thought, well, if I died, at least I saw Spider-Man No Way Home. I mean, yeah, I there's did... worse ways to go. Yeah, I saw it before I died. Um, yes. <clears throat> yeah. So... And uh, the week that I died, because... Uh, yes. Uh, you while were pretty you late. It, yeah, while you saw it the opening weekend, I am a bad moviegoer. And, you know, the experience of going to the movie theater for the first time since before the pandemic, I realized I think the last time I went was Rise of Skywalker. That sounds um, right. Sounds like what most people had. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I hadn't been to a movie at all since. Hadn't been in a movie theater. And in the process of getting ready, I remembered why it's typically not for me it's too <laughs> social of a thing i don't usually like it although i will say the theater that the the new theater that uh is around alleviates a lot of my dislikes of movie going uh i rather i like i liked it once i was was there it's it feels a lot more secluded yeah you know uh, what you should try you should try the amc on alpine where oh, they have I've like tried, the recliners and it's like yeah. very spaced out, very few people yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I got to get on that um, yes. because that's the movie going experience I can get behind. Yeah, the one where you're alone. Yeah, I like to feel like I'm 
the king being shown a movie. Uh, <laughs> he like, walks in like um, royal whatever, popcorn yeah. in one hand, soda in another, mm-hmm. clean my chair. I will say this movie-going experience was actually also the first time I ever got like the food taken to me to my seat, um, which because <laughs> usually I just get popcorn or a drink or something, and you get that right there. But this time uh, uh, we got uh, French fries and uh, spontaneously, and they're just like, "Oh, we'll bring them to you." So oh, yes. yeah, they, so you uh, went to the downtown one. Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, good stuff. But oh, yes. um, yeah. So first time back at a theater uh, since 2019, and it's 2022. Uh, and I was. It, Everything I just said about my hesitance with the movie going experience is the only reason I didn't see this movie opening weekend because um, I'm very, uh, I mean, especially when I started to get some hunches about it. And then also, definitely, especially when you actually liked it. <laughs> Spoilers to opinions, I guess. We've oh, talked yes. about it already. Um, I was like, now this, I have to somehow prioritize my life in a way that makes me see this movie. <laughs> yes, you were like, oh my, I'm not going to waste my time. I already, I was lucky with Homecoming. Then, then Far From Home killed me inside. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So shall we get into this special? So yeah. d- just so people know, you've seen it once. I've yes. now seen it three times. So good memory of it. <laughs> but uh yeah, but did but who saw it more recently? Cuz I saw it on That's true. Sunday. Yes. And it's Friday. Oh, that's yeah. I saw it on the Saturday it came out, Christmas Day and then New Year's Eve. Okay. So you've yes. only seen it in 2021 and I've seen it in 2022. Yes, thank you so for kinda... throwing that in my face <laughs> once yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's cool. Um, so it's, I've seen it once, but it's fairly fresh in my memory. You've seen it three times. Yes. Wow. Uh, so definitely a lot to talk about. Uh, how do you want to start? Well, this big thing to unwrap. This thing is kind of a, this movie is kind of a special one. Now, normally we would do what was your introduction to the character? And we're still going to do that right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this one, this movie is a movie that kind of celebrates all eras mm-hmm. of Spider-Man. So I figured let's go through and hi- highlight like the stuff that stood up, mm-hmm. st- stood out in our journey with the character from introduction to now. So I don't know who wants to go first. Um, so we've talked about Spider-Man a lot. Yeah. Had some Spider-Man specials in the past. So I've mentioned more than enough on this podcast how my introduction to Spider-Man was the first comic books I ever read, which was the Marvel Masterworks issues one through ten, uh, Stan Lee, Steve Ditko kind of deal that I still have to this day in trade paperback. Uh, I think I just, it's different. Did you see on? Uh, oh, you probably was, didn't see. Uh, I was well. I was going to say uh, the update is they're re-releasing them, right? Um, with oh uh, yes, but recently for Christmas, 
the digital ones, the first volumes of like all of them, like not volumes two, three, or four, but like the first volumes of all of them, yeah. like X Men, Fantastic Four, Avengers were a dollar. So I made sure oh, really? to hit that up. And um, I also I got the um even though the rest were like only two dollars, I got the giant I got value <laughs> nine or ten, whatever has the hundredth issue. I got that of Amazing Spider Man. And I got the cool. Peter Parker Spider Man volume one. But yes, continue awesome. with that awesome uh, graphic novel, Marvel Masterworks. Yeah, what I was what I was gonna say, uh uh, after seeing uh, No Way Home uh, earlier this week, I um, uh, kind of revisited that because um, uh, I did find I did find that they are basically re-releasing the Marvel Masterworks with like a different trim and different covers. Oh, and they stuff, do it all which, the time. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, I really liked ours though, with the nice gray and all the characters. Yeah, it's it seems nice, but um, the thing that is cool about it is with this re-release, it's actually available at the library now. So I actually uh, <laughs> digitally, I got the I got it for free. So I'm rereading it. Oh yes, um, on my on my phone. I uh, so cool. reread it um, before the movie because I was just like, all right, try to get hyped, but I yeah, crap. Yeah, I gotta somehow get hyped about this crap. Yeah. Uh, so I'm doing that. I also, um, I guess if I want to go in chronological order, I, my next standout thing for the character, if not the biggest standout thing for the character are the, uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. Of course, they were the big it thing. Nothing was cooler than Spider-Man in 2002. Uh, I mean, 2004 too. Yeah, 2004 as well. Um, so, yeah, Spider-Man 1 and 2 are, uh, to this day, two of my favorite superhero films of all time. I, I wasn't sure when I was going to bring this up, but uh, literally last night, I binged Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 right in a row. Did um, you do the, ext- the theatrical 2 or the extended one? Uh, they're probably theatrical. Okay. Um yeah, because like um, the, the the extended one has a scene where J. Joe and Jameson he wears the suit, the Spider Man oh, yeah, suit that. that the um I, I don't think I knew guy that gave him. Extended. Huh. Um. Uh, it's been a, a little while since I've I've seen them. I don't rewatch movies that often, even when I really like them, as this podcast has outed me on. But I have to after seeing. Spider-Man 2 again last night for the first time in many years. That is that's nearly the perfect superhero movie to me. Oh like, yes. I I really like I I'm sometimes like uh hedge on which Spider-Man movie is my favorite. I think I can pretty confidently say it's Spider-Man 2. Oh yeah. Spider-Man 2 is like the perfect Marvel movie. It really is. <laughs> Oh, um, trivia. Who worked on the story for Spider-Man 2? You, I know you won't be able to guess it, but yeah. they worked on another superhero franchise. I mean, I, I literally watched the credits like all the <laughs> way through, and I don't know. <laughs> it was Alfred Goff and Miles Millar mm, who developed okay. Smallville, and I guess Sam Raimi hmm. and Toby were fans of Smallville, so they brought them over to work on it. Oh, okay. But, yeah. 
So Spider-Man 1 and 2 were pivotal uh, in my... I would have been like uh, 9 and 11 or possibly 8 and 10 when those came out. So it's like... Yeah, the first one's May 3rd and then the other one's June, I think. Well, then I would have been 8 and 10. Um, So yeah, those are... uh, amazing movies and um my more i i was not i didn't venture to the 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 right channels where i would have seen any of the cartoons as much uh which is my loss shame on you but um so that those were those movies were the biggest thing uh in recent years uh delving into some of the comics there are some storylines that i uh, have really liked like the death of the stacy's storyline oh that's great that i read recently that was really great and i am gonna start trying to find arcs uh from here on out that are are similar to me i'm gonna get back into it uh you know what you should read um even though it's not in continuity with like the regular marvel universe hmm. i've said before i will keep saying it you should watch you should read Ultimate Spider-Man by Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley. Okay. Yeah. I remember it's like it's a that. separate reboot. It mm-hmm. it was like it's kind of like if the Stan Lee stuff was Toby Maguire, the Brian Michael Bendis stuff is Andrew Garfield. I see. Interesting. Um yeah, into it. And I, I don't know if I I uh um I mean the the end of my my spiel here will be that I said before I would consider Spider-Man to be my favorite superhero uh for some of the history I just laid out and uh even though I don't have a Spider-Man uh shirt or merch thing to show off I am color coordinated today um I have uh a bright red shirt and a bright blue hat uh and um Strangely enough, glasses. Although, oh yes, you know it's funny. I uh... oh, huh. the sight is better. It's actually kind of blurry with these on now. Yes, it's too bad you recently cleaned. Otherwise, you could have had some cobwebs. You could have brought up super glue to your wrist. Yeah, huh? I don't need them anymore. Oh, I suppose not. <laughs> wow, I've. I've evolved something strange. Oh, yes. Now, I think the most important thing to ask is, does the door to your wor- to your room still lo- open? Or I mean, it, it's locked, so people... Do you need to like, have someone fix that damn door? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do need to have someone fix that damn door. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah. Um, what is your history with this character? Well... My history goes back to when I was four years old. And, you know, like Batman was my first superhero. He's also my favorite. He was my first superhero. But I don't have a specific memory of when I was first introduced to Batman. Like it could have been the 90s cartoon. That's just what I'm assuming it was. Could have been the Keaton movies or Batman Forever or the Adam West thing. I I don't remember. But I do specifically remember my first time with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It was the 90s cartoon starring oh, wow. Christopher Daniel Barnes as Spider-Man that aired on Fox Kids. 
And I vividly remember standing by the TV, seeing the theme song where he spins in the air and web swings to go fight the lizard. I remember saying, what is this? And my dad saying, that's Spider-Man. He's a superhero like Batman. So <laughs> Spider-Man became my second superhero obsession. Yeah. Love that show. Would watch it every afternoon on Fox Kids mm-hmm. and also on Saturday mornings. <laughs> and then it ended and we got Spider-Man Unlimited, which is like kind of a sequel show. It was yeah. what I would say was Spider-Man's Batman Beyond. Yeah. It was Spider-Man in a new suit going to a counter earth. Kind of like this movie, I guess. But um and that was that was nice, although I would it, I did enjoy it when they brought back the reruns of the of the previous cartoon to air cuz I was like I like regular Spider-Man and Batman. Like those are cool, but I, I prefer the regular versions. Yeah. So that was great. <clears throat> and then we get a few years later and <laughs> like the 2000, 2001, it's kind of like it was a really odd time because it was kind of when you realize your childhood is coming to an end. Yes, I was eight, but like <laughs> yeah, your childhood ended at eight. Yes, but it was like all the stuff I like that was being made when I was like born was kind of coming to an end and they were taking yeah. off some of like the stuff from Cartoon Network on Nickelodeon. It was yeah, it's funny because I feel like I started liking stuff at eight. Oh, I well. didn't have a personality until <laughs> I was eight. You were like, I was an inanimate thing just staring yeah. at the TV. Mother would come in with the tissue <laughs> to wipe the drool off my yeah. face and say, honey, <laughs> do you need something to eat? And I gained would stick out your arm as she would stick a feeding tube right into your wrist. Yeah, I gained consciousness. Um, while you continue, I want to see if I can find a, a picture that is exactly <laughs> what we're talking about right now and relevant. But oh, yes, continue. So, and I just kind of assumed, like, well, it was a great run, but Spider Man's kind of done now. Like, I didn't know it was this whole big fifty or sixty year thing. Well, actually, at the time it was forty years, but kind of assumed, like, well, I guess it's done now. Like. Mm-hmm. It was a nice run, but I guess it's come to an end. And then a few years later in 2001, my mother is taking me to the grocery store because I don't because she doesn't trust me at home alone at like eight. <laughs> no, wait. It yeah. would, how old would we be in, in 2001? We'd be in we'd be in seven. Uh, that's that would be yes. eight. Eight. I was would seven for most of that year. You yes. were eight for most. But of I would have been eight. But it was just I had to go. And so. <laughs> I was good and what and um I was allowed to pick out something and I found something that got me really excited because I didn't think there would be any more merchandise and it was the first Spider-Man comic I ever bought really? from July 2001 that's right you can see on the back I really need to replace this with a bag that has a board in it <laughs> yeah but you can see on the back there's a little cheese Nips ad cheese nips, yeah. I don't even know if they exist Classic. anymore. Yeah, that's kind of. It seems like cheese. It's kind of got a monopoly on the. the oh yes, but in here, snack. there's ads for <clears throat> X Men Evolution coming to VHS in this fall. There's an ad for Power Rangers Time Force airing on Fox yeah. Kids. Mind you, it's the show where they travel back in time to 2001. <laughs> wow. So I was real excited to see and. 
let's see, can you see the names? It was by Straczynski and Ramada Jr. So it was really nice to have new something new of Spider-Man, which I didn't think we'd ever happen to, would ever happen again because I just assumed it was over. Yeah. So that was great to see. And the cool thing was, I don't know if you, you can probably tell by the cover, this is where he gets hired to be a teacher as old high school. Yeah. Not only were we getting more Spider-Man stuff, but it was going further than the 90s cartoon did. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, continuing, it was and I was like, oh, my God, there's more stuff. Yeah. By the, the way, this is, uh, by the way, this is, uh, quick detour, this is me um, when I became eight <laughs> years old. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Just imagine uh, that. <laughs> yeah. I immediately gained sentience at eight years old. Oh, and yes. I just awakened. <laughs> so that was, even though that wasn't my first comic, my first was a Spider Man Batman, I mean, a Superman Batman one. Spider Man was the first one I started collecting because at the grocery store, for some reason, all they had was Marvel bastards. But <laughs> <laughs> they, grocery stores have some kind of deal. Yes. <laughs> and then it kind of spread to where I was also game Peter Parker Spider-Man and then I started buying Ultimate Spider-Man by Bendis and Bagley and like those were my three books and also I started getting the Marvel Masterworks by Stan Lee and mm-hmm. Steve Ditko to see how did it really begin mm-hmm. and um, like the three comics to best describe them were amazing was like the continuing further story Peter Parker Spider-Man was where you'd always have the villains like Doc Ock or Sandman. Ultimate Spider-Man is when we went back to where it all began, even though it was an alternate separate version. But yeah, those were my three Spider-Man books. Yeah. And it was great to see. And at the same time, it's all see, it's all coming together in 2001. I wonder why. I wonder why all this stuff is happening around 2001. So they bring back the 90s Spider-Man cartoon and Spider-Man Unlimited on ABC Family. And they start releasing the 90s cartoon on VHS. So on that VHS, is there's a bonus episode, the 60s Spider-Man. It's when I realized, oh my God, there's a like a Super Friends Spider-Man, super old, with really, you know, <laughs> um, cheap animation. <laughs> and yeah. Then I find out there's Spider-Man's Amazing Friends. And I was like, oh, this isn't just a 90s thing. This is a thing that keeps going. Yeah. So kept on having that. And then May 3rd, 2002. It's a movie I remember specifically going to and thinking, God, these credits are taking forever. <laughs> Went and saw yeah. the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire and Sam Raimi. Yep. And I remember thinking, holy crap, we're going to have a Spider-Man movie like we do the Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll be honest. I remember this recently. I didn't love the movie when it first came out. Really? Like, I remember being like, well, it wasn't exactly like the 90s cartoon. And oh, then I yeah. re- specifically remember getting a little pissed. Because, mm. and to this day... I'm not proud of it, but it still happens to this day with some other stuff. Like, um, yeah, people were talking about the Spider-Man movie as if it was fact. I was like, no, 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 that's not the nineties cartoon. (laughs) That's just some fake version. But then I saw it again. I was like, all right, you know what? 
and I think it was maybe because I kind of got more into like other versions at the time, like yeah. the other cartoons, the comics. I was like, all right, it was good. It kind of got the core of the character. Yeah, you you did. You had to uh, kind of learn that the 90s cartoon isn't necessarily the end all be all. Yes. Spider-Man. And also like, um, to, but to this day, if there's like a Marvel Marvel trivia thing, like I see like Marvel trivia nights advertised on Facebook. And when I see it's MCU trivia, I go, Ugh. because it's like, <laughs> so help me God. If someone, if there's like a question of what was the first Marvel property? I'm like, Oh, it's fantastic Four. someone says Iron Man. I'm like, you little pretender don't you I mean go that is there. annoying yeah <laughs> yes so there's that but then i saw number two and oh my god i love number two i think the best marvel movie ever made which ironically isn't even made by marvel but <laughs> it was like marvel's batman versus joker it was spider-man versus my favorite villain doc ock and i was amazed mm-hmm. by it yeah went to see spider-man 3 actually got to see it a day early because I entered a contest. Nice. And it was awesome. They did the black suit storyline from the 90s cartoon live action. And, oh, I love it. So underrated. Masterpiece yeah. of the superhero genre. I'm officially giving it my next fair shake this week because, like I said, I watched two last night and I'm going to watch three in the coming days. Oh, yes. I've been meaning to rewatch rewatch the other ones but uh, then superman lois came back so that kind of derailed oh. everything <laughs> yeah so had that loved the trilogy thought did such a great job of like if you were to shrink down 40 years of spider-man comics shrink down the 90s cartoon that trilogy pretty much covered almost everything mm-hmm. so it was like yes love the trilogy and at the same time, we had the MTV Spider-Man, the new animated series, which was an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. type situation where it considered itself canon to the Tobey Maguire movies. Mm-hmm. Now, if they had done Spider-Man 4, there would have been a little bit of continuity errors. But in my opinion, yes, it's in the same continuity. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was cool to see another Spider-Man cartoon. Have you ever seen it since... Um, it is kind of a continue. It is kind of Toby Spider-Man between one and two. Uh, wait, what? Uh, what is the? It's called name. I'll try and bring it up Spider-Man: The New Animated Series with Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, this MTV CGI one. I I don't I haven't. If I've seen any of it, I haven't seen a lot of it. It's definitely not the one that you recommended to me, and I watched no. a few episodes. Let's so. see. <laughs> I, it would yeah. be this one. Oh. Yeah, I don't think so. I always love how it kind of looks like the art was kind of a combination of Toby's suit and John Romita Jr.'s art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yes. CGI is a little dated, but so are, so is most CGI. Yeah, how Toy Story looks as good as it still does is yeah, it's kind of amazing. That is that is an accomplishment. Yeah. So we had that, and you know, going forward, you know, my growing up, I had my two Saturday morning cartoon blocks. I had Fox Kids. And I had Kids WB. 
And then Christmas 2007, we found out Kids WB was going to shut down. But before they left us in March 2008, my birthday weekend of that time, they gave us one last gift, which is a little odd because Kids WB was mostly DC. But they gave us the spectacular Spider-Man, which is the one I showed you. And I I was looking forward to it, but I figured it was kind of be the Batman situation Mm -hmm. where I liked it, but it was nowhere near as good as the 90s Batman cartoon. Spectacular did the impossible. It was as good as the 90s cartoon. And to this day... Like, I can't put one over the other. Like, to me, the 90s cartoon and Spectacular are the both are both the best adaptation of Spider-Man we've ever had. Like, better than all the movies, yeah, wow. better than all the other cartoons. <clears throat> it's 90s and Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, we graduated in 2012. We did. And two years ago, we, ha- we heard the news that they were going to reboot Spider-Man. Which, yeah. you know, I, I was a little disappointed about not continuing the other movies, but I was like, well, we reboot Batman with Batman Begins and Dark Knight. So yeah. that showed, like, you can tell the same story, but still having be two different and still great versions. And yeah, I always consider, like, the first Avengers and Amazing Spider-Man, like, our graduation gift from Marvel. Like, and yeah. to have it where both of them were based heavily influenced on the ultimate comics from when I started reading them in elementary school was Mm -hmm. icing on the cake. Um, I loved, I loved them. I actually prefer the first amazing Spider-Man over Toby's first movie. I think like for me, I go back and forth over which movie do I like more Spider-Man two or the first amazing Spider-Man. I guess I gotta say at this point it's a tie, but to me, I love that movie so much. Andrew Garfield is my favorite live-action Spider-Man. So I love that. We got to have the Lizard in it, who is my second favorite Spider-Man villain behind Doc Ock. So loved that. Enjoyed the second movie. Clearly, it wasn't as good as the first one. But <laughs> there were, like even though it's my least favorite of the Sony-produced movies, it has some of the best scenes of the movies, like, whether you're talking about the death of Gwen, um, the final battle between Spider-Man and Electro and then Goblin, or like mm-hmm. the scene with Aunt May and Peter, like after Spider-Man's disappeared for a while, it was great. Mm-hmm. So then by 2012, I kind of stopped reading Marvel comics because they were kind of getting like the movies. They were kind of getting dumb and jokey and Dan Slott had taken over Amazing Spider-Man. I wasn't a big fan of his run. And the Ultimate Universe, they killed off the X-Men. Then they decided to kill off Spider-Man and replace him with some kid called Miles Morales, which I was like, this is stupid. (laughs) Which I still still think they botched Miles' introduction. They should have done it the way the video game did it, but whatever. As I was like in college, I had I would always read comics on my phone. Mm-hmm. And Marvel gave away one time 700 free issues. So you can just tell me <laughs> that was one of the best days of my life. Like <laughs> I was I was literally spending hours clicking on purchase, 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 purchase. My gosh. 
And I guess a lot of people did because it crashed the site. Yeah. <laughs> like I remember the day before thinking, why is my DC app being so slow? Because they're um, both comics, comicsology. Then right. I click on my Marvel one to see what the same issue was. And it was 700 free. And I didn't think I could get them, but I did. I got all oh. 700. You clicked, you clicked enough. Yes. Nice. <laughs> like I remember we were supposed to watch the Simpsons and I had to rewatch it later because I was click. I spent the whole time clicking. Like, I don't care what it is. It's free. <laughs> it doesn't take yeah. up space. I'm getting all of them because what if, yeah. what if um someday I give a crap about Dr. Strange or whatever, I need to make sure just as a backup. <laughs> yeah. So the question was where to begin with all those 700 issues. Well, I feared let's go back to the ultimate universe. So I started reading those. And was reading some of the ones I didn't care about, like the new X-Men or the new Miles. And then I remember reading one. It was Spider-Man issue one. And it was where Peter and Miles first team up. And I remember thinking, what's the point anymore? The ultimate universe is dead. It first died when they killed off all the X-Men. Now it's dead that they killed off Spider-Man. Who cares? And I read it. And the moment that changed for me, because it was still Brian Michael Bendis writing, so it's kind of the same character, Yeah, was when Spider-Man stops a mugger, and then um, some guy, the mugger goes to him, why are you wearing Peter Parker's costume? And he's like, what did you say? He's like, come on, man, show some respect for the dead. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then at the yeah. end... Like Peter jumps onto a building and you see Miles bump into him. Miles is like, what? And then around the same time, the rest of the issues were on sale for a dollar. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. So I'll get the rest. Yeah. And then like the next issue, like Miles is like, oh my God, are are you Peter Parker? And he's like so excited. And we Mm -hmm. see Peter Parker in a world where he died. And like, there's like a moment where he goes to a grocery store, stops a mugger and says, Hey, can I see the iPad? And he looks up and he sees that the ultimate Peter Parker died. He's like, Oh, please God. No, this, this can't be real. Yeah. And then like, um, Nick Fury and miles are trying to find him. And miles is like, where do you think he went? And then Nick Fury is like the one place he would go. And he goes to see aunt may who's living with Gwen. And, um, Issue four is like one of the best, arguably the best Marvel comic ever written. Like if Ultimate Spider-Man was the office, issue four, I mean, the whole series basically was, but issue four was Peter Parker's Goodbye Michael. It was like whatever happened, like they killed him off. It was stupid. But by bringing in the Marvel Universe, Peter, we had closure. And like, yeah, all right. I think we're kind of good. Plus, you can follow his adventures still while you read miles and all that. Yeah. So I loved it. Thought and thought it was great. Uh, it was it to me, it, it might still be my favorite Marvel comic ever made. Like, wow. Yeah. Is that good? Which is why when well, we'll get to it later, but when they started bringing multiverse, I was like, well, it kind of saved the comics when they did it. So, yeah. Yeah. So two years later, they have Ultimate Spider-Man issue 200. And they what was going to happen was that Miles was going to go to Aunt May's house. And they were all 
going to celebrate uh, Peter's life on the two-year anniversary of his death. So my hope was, and they did some cool flash, um, flash forward stuff. Like they did, like, hey, what do you think Peter's life would be like if he was still alive? And we had that. And the whole time I'm like, well, we have a Peter Parker from the Marvel Universe. Wouldn't it be nice if he popped up? And I keep reading. I'm reading it and because I had to buy the digital copy. I'm like, oh, my God, is he going to show up? Is he going to show up? Is he going to show up? And he didn't. But then the final frame of the comic, you see like a head pop out from the bushes. And he has a very similar haircut to Ultimate Peter Parker. So I'm like, Okay, that's interesting. So I'm like, well, it's not going to happen. But if there's a chance, I have to get the next issue, which is Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man issue one. Start of the book, because just then they decided to kill off Captain America. So almost everyone besides Hulk that was cool is dead now in the Ultimate (laughs) Universe. Yeah. And it starts with like these two like kind of dock workers saying, no, listen, it's cyclical or whatever. Like, Captain America died in the 40s. I'm telling you, superheroes always come back when you need them the most. He died before he will be back. Mm-hmm. Like, that's interesting. And then just read the issue. It was pretty good. I mean, it's Bendis, so it's always good. And then the fu- and then the last issue, I mean, the last episode of the issue, we get a bomb drop, is the return of the ultimate version of Peter Parker. Wow, yeah. And I'm like, what? This can't be... <laughs> This can't be what it looks like. He can't be back. No, yeah. you you ruined him. How can he be back? And then <laughs> I keep on getting the next issue saying, all right, there's going to be some disappointment thing. Then in issue four, he comes back full in costume to fight the Green Goblins come back to life. Mm-hmm. And the moment you knew it was really him was when Aunt May says, I know it's him. My Peter is alive. So we have that. It sounds like the spider bite, what was in there made him and Goblin got Green Goblin immortal. So yeah. he woke up in like a lab and he doesn't really know how he how he came back and find out he's going to go figure out what happened to him. But he promises someday he'll be back and tell them Miles will be Spider-Man. And so we had that nice pass the torch moment. I was like, wow, they brought him back. And he says he'll come back someday. Then, at this, as that's coming to an end, we have another Peter Miles team up in Spider-Verse, written by Dan Slott, which is going to cross over all the Spider-Men, from Peter Parker to Miles to Spider-Man Noir to Miguel O'Hara. In fact, there's even a moment where two Spider-Men are talking, being like, hey, look at all these Spider-Men. There's one... That dude looks like the actor from Seabiscuit. That dude looks like the actor from The Social Network. What? Isn't this crazy? (laughs) So we had that. And it kind of led to what I didn't know at the time was this whole time it was building towards like a final season for the Ultimate Universe. And we got Secret Wars, which combined the Marvel Universe and the Ultimate Universe. So it Mm -hmm. ended with pretty much all the characters who they killed off coming back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, wow, they ended it properly. 
that was awesome. So I, but ultimate Peter Parker never did come back, but I was like, whatever it's Marvel universe, Peter, it's close enough. We had it where Brian Michael Bendis was going to leave Marvel at the same time. I wasn't a fan of the current Marvel stuff again because it was still Dan Slott writing. But I was like, okay, Dan, I mean, Brian Michael Bendis doing one more book uh, with Peter and Miles. All right, it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it was great. I loved it. Spider-Man 2, great. But before he left, he gave us one last gift. The last two pages, we see that in the Ultimate Universe, which is somehow back, Peter Parker is back as Spider-Man and he's with the Avengers. And the final scene we have of him is um, they stop the goblin again. and He's going to go off because one of his friends from the army has just come home and we leave him going off to his next adventure. And I was like, I mean, they had a few different endings for Peter. Like they killed him off. They had him just leave, but this was like, they ended it. And I was like, okay, I feel closure. If it, you know, because we're talking about this new movie, if anything's important, it's closure. Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of, and then also, final thing we got to bring up: we had Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. In my opinion: the movie franchise was dead. I had no interest in just a Miles Morales movie because I assumed, I assumed that mm-hmm. if Peter was going to be in it it would only be a quick cameo at the end. Then we saw the trailers got real interested. And besides just introducing miles, it put Peter Parker back on the right track in the movies. Yeah. And yeah, like I think Spider-Man two and amazing Spider-Man are the better movies, but Peter Parker in into the spider versus my favorite movie version of the character. Yeah. So there was that. All right, boy, did that go longer than what I was expecting. But let's talk about some loose threads. What are you talking about? You know, people were excited for Toby and Andrew coming back for this movie. And like we said before, there was kind of a hole in our hearts when Spider-Man 4 got canceled. Yeah, so, that touched everyone. Yeah, so like I remember... Gained the DVD for that Spider-Man CGI cartoon, which was basically Toby's version. Yeah. And I remember thinking, wow, I'm on the last episode I haven't seen yet. And Spider-Man 4 is coming out in 2011. That means I have to wait four years until I see the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man again. And then I watched it. And then, like, I remember thinking, like, as much as I love Spider-Man 3, it does end on a bit of a downer with the, like, it doesn't end with him just yeah. web swing. It ends with, like, the dance between Peter and Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. And then I remember thinking, like, I was excited because we were going to get something fresh and new. But at the same time, I was like, but you, you can't end it like that. Like, it wasn't <laughs> like, like Superman 4. It ends with him flying off. In, yeah. Um smiling at the camera. Batman and Robin. It ends with them running off to fight the next adventure. Spider-Man 3, you know, hmm. it ends with them dancing and they're kind of like, you know, like they're going to work things out, but it wasn't the, yeah, it was a, yeah, all right. They're going to work things out. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, I remember being in middle school looking up like um, or high school, I think, looking up on the computer like, all right, 2011, we're going to have Thor, which will be eh, but we're going to have Captain America and then Spider-Man 4. That's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And then it never happens. So do you have any like memory of like your reaction to Spider-Man 4 being canceled? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do have this memory of like it feeling like this is going to happen. This is in the works. There's going to be a Spider-Man 4. And then just year by year went by and slowly it was like, uh, it's not going to happen. Um, it's kind of weird when you say like it was supposed to come out in 2011 because that makes it sound like not that long ago to me, even though it was <laughs> 11 years ago. But um, like, yeah, that's I mean, it feels like that was that's really close to when The Amazing Spider-Man came out. Like, um, like if there was a reality where, yeah, that would have really changed the course of Marvel movies if Spider-Man 4 actually did come out. But I don't know. That's just what I was thinking when you said it, it was supposed to come out in 2011. But Oh, yes. Uh, my memory was, I don't know if I had the mental brain power to be anticipatory of it for that entire time, but I do remember, like, the hype slowly fading and then finding out it was canceled. And, like, ah. Oh, um, yes. I, I mean, I think that that cycle, like, that public reaction of the disappointment of Spider-Man 4 never happening probably fueled the like unwillingness to uh give the amazing spider-man a chance yes i swear you had all these like crybabies who were like i want spider-man 4 at the same time it came out right when the avengers came out you had all the brain dead marvel zombies like if it's not part of the avengers it's not a real movie <laughs> yeah and i will say oh i mean uh i I mean, I'll, I'll, I can't remember really. I, I feel like maybe there was a part of me that like was probably like, oh, I'd rather have Spider-Man four than this. And I like, but I do distinctly remember like seeing the amazing Spider-Man with all of that in my head and just going like, I don't think people are going into this with the right mindset. This is not all you'd expect from the, the, the like uh weird, um, sort of backlash that existed at the time because i mean i think it's a great movie and you know what's funny uh i don't know if i ever i i did not see the avengers in 2012 and i did see the amazing spider-man which is kind of uh uh who knew i was such a sony sony only fan yeah i didn't even know that was i didn't even know that was kind of my thing yeah like i was disappointed but I do remember thinking, especially with the trailers, like, and I still think now that the amazing Spider-Man was a better movie than what Spider-Man four was going to be. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to really say, but, um, I mean, I do think I like the amazing Spider-Man more. I'll, I'll give it a fair shot. I don't want to say right, but I do think I like the amazing Spider-Man more than Spider-Man three. So like, I mean, down that trajectory, I mean, yeah. Like, and I kind of think like when they kind of killed off some of the villains, there was kind of feeling like, I think this thing may have run its course. Like it had been 10 years at that time. It was kind of gained time to hit the reset button. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like now that tons of time has gone by and like, we have multiple more Spider-Mans to look back on. I don't totally feel like something is missing. 
Like, I mean, yeah, it ended on. I mean, you do say that now, I, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we you'd have no way of, of of knowing, but yeah, yes, um, yeah, I don't know. I also gotta say, like, I was disappointed about Ben Affleck not being Batman or directing Batman, but I gotta say, I think the Batman looks better than the movie we were gonna get with Ben Affleck. Oh yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's just for the best. Yes, the way things turn out. Sometimes it's for the worst. Yes, of course. Um, but sometimes it's like, uh, you know, all of the like development hell that went into this Batman movie. If it turns out to be as good as I think we're both anticipating it to be, then it would have all been worth it. Yes, because remember he quit like about five years ago, so we've been waiting for it for five years. Oh, yeah, it's been a long time. Yes. So, same thing. 2014, Amazing Spider-Man comes out. And then in 25th, February 2015, we get the news. It's canceled and that Spider-Man is going to be in the MCU. Now, And just like Spider-Man 4, I was disappointed over the cancellation of the Amazing Spider-Man 3. Because it was like, ugh. Another unfinished one, but Mm -hmm. you could kind of tell that, I mean, just from like reading the news, like there was going to be some changes and it kind of sounded like, I I think I read somewhere that even if the Marvel deal didn't happen, they were going to reboot Spider-Man anyway, Mm -hmm. but it was like again, but I do remember at the at the same time thinking, part of me was almost glad three didn't happen. Like it, like coming off of the Dark Knight Rises, part of me is like, you know what? I kind of prefer just having them be canceled and not having <laughs> a crappy finale. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't need to see Peter be killed off and have Miles take over or have him just give up his powers because he found Mary Jane. Like, yeah. Like honestly. Like, you just graduated from school, right? You went through this 10-year thing. You did not die at the end. You did not say goodbye to all your friends and family and move off and live happily ever after, where everything is happy and wonderful. Like, life I still have to go on and live. I still have to just go on and live and be me. (laughs) Yes. Like, no one goes through a 10-year journey where everything just wrapped up nicely at the end. Like... Mm-hmm. No, you. We leave them, and that's kind of how it should be. But mm-hmm. what were your thoughts? I mean, the nice thing was the thing that Sully the pain was like. Wait, Spider Man is going to be in Civil War? What? But mm-hmm. I remember still being like, but I love the Amazing Spider Man. Garfield's my favorite live action Spider Man. So what were your what was your reaction to the cancellation of Amazing Spider Man three? I mean, we're now in the era era where, I mean, I'm not proud to say, but I was burnt out. Like, I uh, was not paying attention at this time. I wouldn't have known whether there there was ever supposed to be a Spider-Man 3. And I didn't see Civil War the year it came out. I didn't see Tom Holland as Spider-Man for a while. So I was fully burnt out. (laughs) So there's not much I can even say about it. Um, <laughs> He's like, yeah, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, really, in terms of this uh, part of the history of me and Spider-Man, 
uh, is that uh, a little later on, I did watch Tom Holland as Spider-Man and thought, yeah, I've always thought he's a, a great Spider-Man, especially in the uh, uh, like support roles like uh, with the uh, Avengers. And then, I mean, to me, Into the Spider-Verse sealed the deal, where it was like, I'm back. Um, because I mean, that is really, to me, the best two Spider-Man movies are Spider-Man two and into the Spider-Verse. Well, you're not wrong. Like I like (laughs) Spider-Verse isn't my favorite, but it's just like, well, you're not wrong. Like (laughs) it is a good, it is, it is awesome. I love Mm -hmm. that movie. Did you see the clip they did? They released for the second one. Uh, yes. Maybe uh, that it sounds looks like <laughs> I heard that um, each dimension is going to have its own art style, kind of like how oh, that's Spider cool. Pig and yeah, is it Penny Parker. Oh, I haven't seen this. Oh, uh, it's awesome! I'm so excited for Spider Man 2099 being in it. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't awesome. the first one, but post credit scene doesn't count. All right, oh, yeah, we went through our history. Let's talk about the history of the Tom Holland Spider-Man real quick. Yeah. So I'll just quickly go through the five movies and then you can go through the five. So, okay. Civil War. So excited. Most hyped I've ever been for an MCU movie. And it was the best MCU movie. And who stole the show? Who stole the show? And a movie with Captain America, Iron Man, and Black Panther and well hulk hulk does have a little cameo on tv screen so i guess it kind of counts but who was it it was the new spider-man and i thought that even though he was younger than i would have wanted him to be i thought that they did a nearly perfect adaption of spider-man in the film like i love the scene between um peter and tony like in his bedroom where he's talking about like when you don't do the bad things and then the bad things happen, they happen because of you. I was like, Oh, there he is. There's Peter Parker. And then we got the fun Spider-Man, like my favorite interaction ever in the MCU might be the, um, the fight between cap and Spider-Man. Whereas cap's like, you got a heart kid. Where are you from? He's like Queens. And he's like Brooklyn. Yeah. Kind of like miles. So I guess they'd be neighbors. (laughs) Yeah. Neighbors. Yes. Yeah, that's a great moment. Then we had Spider-Man Homecoming, which I was looking forward to. Didn't think it'd be as good as some of the other ones because, like, well, it's Vulture. <clears throat> and it was absolute crap. It was no longer a Spider-Man movie. It was Iron Man Jr., which is a little weird because Spider-Man's a far more interesting character than Iron Man. But whatever. It was a weak story they tried to cover up with bad jokes and unnecessary Avengers references. Like, one of, like, even things that don't make sense that kind of write off in the movie. Like, here's a training video with Captain America. And then the um, coach is like, I had to show you this training video. I guess he's a war criminal now, but whatever. That was pretty much the movie. It's like, there was no, like, anything that didn't make sense. It was like, ah, whatever. Whatever. It's a dumb yeah. superhero movie. Like, I'm sorry. Spider-Man Homecoming feels like it's made for people under the age of 10. I'm sorry. And for me, it killed the franchise. Like, I had no interest in this Spider-Man anymore. Like, I was done. 
Then we had Avengers Infinity War with that the trails of that god awful CGI suit. And I remember <laughs> thinking shiny. in our upcoming movies, thinking like I wasn't excited for Infinity War, but I remember thinking, I hope that I don't think like this movie is good, and then Spider Man ruins it. <laughs> Funny, but it brought back the character to the way he was in Civil War. And once again, the Russo brothers, after they introduced him, they redeemed him. And it, in a movie with almost the entire Marvel Universe, in my opinion, he was the best character of that movie. Like, when I think of Infinity War, I watch that, even though Cap is my favorite in the MCU, I, I watch Infinity War for Iron Man, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. Those are the ones I watch Infinity War for. Mm-hmm. And, like, I consider, like, Infinity War is Iron Man, Thor, Black Panther, and Spider-Man's movie. Versus Endgame is Cap's, Bruce Banner's, and, you know, resolving Spider-Man's cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. Then we had Endgame, which is a small role. So it's pretty good. But, like everyone in Endgame, everyone gets crapped on a little bit. (laughs) Um, just like how Steve decided to go back in time and have that stupid thing that made no sense, but you know, he came back. So let's go. We had, you know, Hulk be boring, but you know, he, (laughs) he did the snap. He brought everyone back. Then we had Spider-Man with that God awful suit activate insta kill scene, which is like, (laughs) ugh. but I mean, I guess he got better with Tony's funeral, I guess. Although, Peter with the dying Tony at the time was Tom Holland's best scene as Spider-Man. Like, Oh, yeah. He finally, it was a while, he finally got to do the dra- the drama side of Spider-Man, uh-huh. which is a little tough to do in an Avengers or an Avengers movie or something like that. It's a little yeah. tough to do that. And we didn't get that in the solo movies because they were garbage. Then... God help us. Thought I couldn't get any worse after homecoming. And yet, far from home, found a way. Did I tell you that after the hype, and I blame myself, I bought the Blu-ray for Spider-Man Far From Home for $6. I guess, I guess well, $6 isn't bad. I well, I wanted to get the Venom movie, and I was like, well, the yeah. Spider-Man's $6. So yeah. maybe it'll be like... Endgame, where something better is, we know something better is coming, and it kind of fixed the cap thing, even though the cap thing was, I guess, in retrospect, fine. But, or, you know, Ant Man the Wasp, you know, it's it's trash, but Endgame kind of fixed. And then I watched Far From Home, and I'm like, I don't want this to be canon. I can't do it. I don't want this to be canon to No Way Home. I don't want it to be, like, no, I can't do it anymore. But sadly, I have to watch it again to make sure the Blu-ray works. So I watch the DVD, but alas, uh-huh. um, it doubled down, doubled down on everything that made Homecoming terrible. Mysterio has the worst villain motivation in a superhero movie. And I have to say, upon watching it a second time, which I wanted to just, I wish I was like stoned or something the whole time, but. <laughs> What is up with the dude from Stark Industries who turns on Tony Stark because Obadiah Stane yelled at him? Uh, How does that 
that that was once again throwing in fan service with no narrative purpose. It was clearly just it didn't make any sense. And then like you had the stupid scene where like I mean you knew it was coming when Nick Fury tried to talk to Peter in the hotel room and they're constantly being interrupted. Mm-hmm. It was I was like, oh my god, what have you done? <laughs> so yeah. Far from home, absolute trash. Yeah. So, what did you think about the <clears throat> the six? We won't count Venom because that was just um, old footage. But yeah, what do you think of the? Is it the five? Or, it's five. Yeah, it's five. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as I, I mean, with S- Civil War, not much to say. Great, um, Infinity War great spider-man's my favorite part um and uh end game again kind of reflect what you said good good performance just not that much yeah um and then the actual spider-man uh uh now currently a trilogy uh starting with homecoming it's interesting the way uh I can reflect something you just said recently. It was like, you're not wrong, which is how I feel about <laughs> a lot of the things you say about homecoming. I did enjoy it. And I feel like, like I question myself sometimes, but like, I really got to say, I feel like I like Spider-Man homecoming. But when you say the, the criticisms you have, I was like, you're not wrong. Like you're saying <laughs> something that I agree with, but I just like, don't have that. Like, sort of negative reaction to it for whatever it's kind of how I think about uh Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Like I agree with all the criticisms, oh. but I'm like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of yeah, that's how I feel about Spider-Man Homecoming. There's a lot of good I, I like about it. And I, I one thing I actually want to reflect that I really like about Spider-Man Homecoming, which I mentioned in our special forever ago. There are a lot of parts of Spider-Man Homecoming that reflect a lot of those moments in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies where it's like New York kind of being like, Hey, Spider-Man, we're on your side. If, if, uh, like if you want to get to him, you have to get through us. That kind that of was thing. one scene. Everyone else hates and that one scene was awesome. The very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's some parts of homecoming that like feel kind of cheerful and make me happy. Um, that said, if, I can literally only think of two scenes I liked. I've seen it once and that's what I came out. of. You are so lucky. You, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to watch it after no way home. And I was like, I had to shut it off because I, just, I, I like, I like Michael Keaton in it. I, uh, don't really love the Iron Man stuff as we talked about. Like you said, the criticisms are the same. I, I don't know. But anyway, because I liked Homecoming fair enough, I my, my issues I had with Homecoming made me very hopeful for Far From Home, as we talked about many times. I was like, I might love this movie. Right, because I wanted to bring this up. I said this, I think I said in the special, this movie shows he's he's just going to be an Iron Man knockoff. I believe mm-hmm. in the special you said he went through an arc to show he won't be a spider, an Iron Man. That was my anymore. hope. That was my that was my hope. That was where I was putting. I underestimated just how much they were going to MCUify 
everything to the extreme and that even though Endgame felt like this big finale that it really was just more, like it was just a continuation like nothing really felt different it just felt like a, a, a Far From Home feels Besides like the two main characters being gone now yeah but in terms of like the, the, the Far From Home felt like a sad boring epilogue to Endgame you're you're right. I didn't I hadn't thought of it like that, but you, you're right. Whole yeah. things about Iron Man's dead. I know. I'm just like, stop whining about Iron Man. Like, just do Spider Man stuff, man. Um, and one of my least favorite scenes in the entire MCU, for whatever reason, is the the bus scene with the drone attack. I don't know oh, why. Yeah. That that was the part of the movie where I was just like, I don't like this movie. <laughs> uh, Mysterio in concept is like one of my favorite villains, but oh, just, me too. Like, did nothing for me. I love the character design and stuff. Like it's so cool. But what do you think it was motivation? Nothing. Do you remember what uh, it was? Do you remember why he became bad? Not, not super well. Because um, mem- Tony took the thing he made, which Tony showed it off in Civil War, the little hologram thing to make you relive memories, and he called it Barf. Oh yeah, yeah, Barf. That um, was his motivation. That's what made because him evil. he was made fun. He was made fun of by Iron Man. Yes, he was bullied a little bit. Which I don't want to watch a Flash movie where he's just fighting Batman villains or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. That just frustrates me because there's so much potential with Mysterio. The movie and synopsis, like I even now I'm thinking of it like, <laughs> like Spider-Man fighting like like fake disasters. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that's so cool. But, like, is there really a plot to those two movies? Because there really isn't. It's just a bunch of scenes kind of stitched together. Yeah, but that's what it was, like, the execution, because there's no motivation. I don't know. It, it was just, like, it had so much potential. But because it was, like, went full in on the things I didn't like about Homecoming and the things I, really, the things I, I didn't like about Endgame, I guess, even though I really like Endgame. Um, yeah, it felt like a sad <laughs> Endgame epilogue. Um and not really a Spider-Man, n- not so much of a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man that I wanted to see in that. By the way, when they describe how the people came back, it almost makes it feel like and the um end of Endgame wasn't really a success because it's like that kid who who was five when they left is now like ten or whatever. Like, yeah, it's not it's not a perfect i mean like like if you uh, watch any game and tony says like everything has to be the same you'd think it was almost like if they had been there the whole time it was a little bit of a it, it ended up being a little i don't mind this necessarily but it does end up being a little bit of a monkey paw situation where like they did get what they wanted like everyone's back but it isn't the perfect scenario like um there's quite a bit of bad um thanos did leave a mark it turns out and it felt like the uh, whole reason they did that was because they knew they butchered Flash Thompson so bad they had to start over with Brad. Uh, I, I, um, I, you I know the so, but... guy who's trying to get with MJ? Uh, oh, 
That was Flash Thompson, but with a different name. Oh, okay. And Far From Home. There's some things I just don't remember from it. I don't know. Well, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll, I guess we'll wrap up this pre one. Like we haven't had one of those since. Um, That's fine. I mean, we, we can call this, yeah, the pre episode, the, the history of Spider-Man and our initial thoughts. And then the main, the main, main, main review. We'll make episode all no way home. Yes. Do we want to do our anticipation in this one? Uh, like just kind of, uh, I, I guess we can kind of do that as um, a little tease for getting into. Just All right. Yeah. And then we'll, no home. we'll start before we get to our review. We'll start the next one with how we avoid spoilers. <laughs> because. Yeah. Okay. How, how you That's avoid any for a month is. I'll just say if you did, it was an accomplishment because yeah you got to have the out al- the algorithm has to be on your side yeah i mean i'll just i'll just get into to that now i guess which is that um i i will say i honestly did basically get no spoilers one oh. major exception i did i was scrolling through twitter once and as it just scrolled through my eyes caught a a, a bad screenshot and because it looked blurry in my mind as it passed i went that kind of seemed like someone taking a picture of a movie screen and i feel like i saw two spider-man suits in it <laughs> and so I, and now watching the movie i know exactly what it was oh by the way uh, we'll get into it in the next episode i had to bring up three fake spoilers oh, that yeah. i saw yeah we'll get fake that ones that some jerk just made yeah, just made up just to torture you. Which I kind of um, think, you know what? Brilliant. If he if he didn't, if it was just to troll everyone, brilliant. Because it yeah. didn't really ruin the movie. It was just, mm-hmm. yeah. So All I right. will say, I, I, th- I don't feel like I really saw any significant spoilers, and uh, I felt lucky for that, except for that, like one screen grab and the fact that like I basically knew like I was like a hundred percent positive that Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield were in it. Like that like so yeah I was kind of spoiled in a sense of that. But that almost feels like a it almost just feels obvious. <laughs> like yes. there there's no way to avoid knowing that. Yes. All right so let's get let's wrap this up with our anticipation for the movie. So I had no interest or plans to see the movie. I gave up on the Spider-Man movies and the MCU. Mm -hmm. And what made me think even more, if they tried to bring back Toby and Andrew, that this movie would suck would be Crisis on Infinite Earths. Because I swear, I knew it was going to happen. I knew. All right. It's going to happen. Toby and Andrew, they'll either die, lose their powers and retire, turn evil, all the supporting cast will die, or they'll be wiped out of existence or something. They're going to mm-hmm. throw Toby and Andrew under the bus to make Tom look good. Mm-hmm. That's what I assumed. And then, in April, I read a plot leak that had a really simple explanation for the movie. Like, it was really pretty bare bones. And I thought it was pretty good. Like, from what I remembered, it talked about Spider-Man is on the run. 
he goes to Doctor Strange to have a spell to make everyone forget his identity. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was there? Toby and Andrew are in the second and third acts of the movie and have some scenes by themselves. Oh, let's see. What was it? If there's going to be someone's going to die and Tom Holland is going to try and kill the Green Goblin. And the final battle takes place at the Statue of Liberty with a Captain America shield. And then set photos came out. Captain America shield is on the Statue of Liberty. So now, I mean, when we did our our end of the year special, I kind of had to dance around it a little bit. But yeah. like the one, the leak I read in April was true. It turned out to be true. Now that we've seen yeah. the movie, it was true. Yes. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> However, a little bit later, there was another alleged plot leak that came out. Mm-hmm. And the two things I remember about it was it said Ned would die. And I told you about this plot leak. I told yeah. you about the leak that turned out to be true. And I turned about told you about this other plot leak, which the two things I remember most of it mm-hmm. were Ned would die. And that's who, um, that's why Tom's home, Tom's Peter would try to kill Goblin. And that in the battle, Toby would die. They were going to kill off the Toby Maguire Spider Man. And I was like, yeah. oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. It sucks so much. It must be true. Yeah. Then I read another one, which I knew couldn't be true because it was so convoluted. Mm-hmm. Like it talks about how Andrew pops up and. Doctor Strange makes him a suit, kind of like the black suit Tom Holland Spider-Man wears in the movie, which now we know is an inside-out version of the suit. Which I never mm-hmm. understood why he did that, just to look good or look. Look, it was basically to sell toys, but why did he? <laughs> why did he feel the need to have the inside-out? Yeah, um, versatility, man. Just... Yes, I mean he loves to be clean. He's a showman. Remember. Before yeah. he was a wrestler, he would appear on TV in the Stan Lee in Amazing Fantasy 15. Uh-huh. All right. When the trailers dropped, I remember rooting. Don't have Toby and Andrew. Don't have Toby and Andrew. Don't have Toby and Andrew. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, they're going to ruin them. If they're in it, they're going to crap on those versions. And yeah. John Watts will have ruined every version of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, after the second trailer revealed that William Defoe was in fact in the movie, which now we feel like fools because we made a whole video about how he wasn't going to be in the movie. But I, I'll say, I'll have to listen again. But I feel like my reaction was like, why would they show the bomb if yes. he wasn't in it? So yes. I'm usually not right. You were more right that one. I will take. I will take this tiny victory. Yes, because I need it today. I almost <laughs> died in a fire. Okay, yes, continue. <laughs> After that, I truly believe I was like, okay, if William Defoe's in it, Toby and Andrew are obviously in it. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks before the movie came out, something changed. I was like, <laughs> okay, this movie is going to. Because for years, we've always thought about what if we could have had a fourth movie with Tobey Maguire, who is my childhood Spider-Man. Of That's course. right. This, this right is. here is the first piece of merchandise I ever got 
for Toby Spider-Man, I didn't like how it had the suction cup so it could stick to walls. But yeah. By the way, this toy is how I found out there was going to be a Spider-Man movie. Oh, really? Because I bought it because um, I loved the 90s cartoon. And on the back, I saw a picture of Toby in the suit. I was like, oh, my God, the movie that I've heard about is going to be live action. Like, it's going to be like Michael Keaton, Batman or whatever. Mm -hmm. I remember on the back, they had the Green Goblin. To be honest, I don't really remember Green Goblin from the 90s cartoon that much. Mm -hmm. So I was like, is that the lizard? Who was that supposed to be? But I was like, oh, my (laughs) God. They're doing it. They're doing a movie. Yeah. And they sure did. Yeah. So there, right there is my first piece of Spider-Man movie merchandise I ever bought. Yeah, there it is. Yes. And we were, it was also going to try and give us. Andrew Garfield, who is my favorite live-action Spider-Man. And then there was a third plot leak that came out. And in that plot leak, which was alleged to have come from China, and we heard like a day or two before that China banned the movie for some reason. Because they only let a few in the in the country. Mm-hmm. And in the plot leak, it said a few details that I specifically remembered, and it said Ned would be the wrong, would be the one to bring Toby and Andrews to the MCU. Toby wouldn't die, but would be stabbed in the back, stopping Tom from killing the Goblin. Tom and Andrew would be brought back to their universes, and Aunt May would be the one to be killed by the Green Goblin. Which, by the way, three plot leaks, three different identities of who died in the movie, so... Yeah. And of the three, it was, I thought, the best one mm-hmm. of the three leaks. And it did match up to the to the one that I knew was true. Yeah. However, I still believed that was going to be the one where Ned dies and Toby dies. <clears throat> then I rewatched the trailer and I noticed something. When they said that Aunt May died, there's a clip of Spider-Man, you know, catching the pumpkin bomb in the trailer. Yeah. And there's a scene of Aunt May running. And I was like, wait a minute. Those are the same. That's the same background. So I was like, yeah, wait. Then it looks like Aunt May might be the one to die. So this best one might be the actual genuine article. This best plot. Yeah, leak. yeah. And that's when I started thinking it was real. And at that point, look, I pretty much didn't know for sure, but pretty much knew Toby and Andrew be in it. Mm -hmm. At that point, I had no choice but to hope, not know, but I had to hope, even though I knew it wasn't going to happen, hope for the movie to be good. So, yeah, so I guess that wraps wraps up this one. Yeah, I feel like that we were hoping it would be good. That's kind of yes. a good way to end it. Yes. Despite so tune how... in to the next episode where we'll be reviewing No Way Home. Oh, exactly. Sorry for the spoiler at the start. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that way we got to kind of talk loosely about it and not really. Yes. I think it's fair. Yes. Um, and uh, also remember that... Um, this 
entire episode is protected. Uh, we own it, our signature on the blockchain. Yes. And that if you download it, you are stealing from us. Oh, so exactly. Remember that. And uh, uh, enjoy. Oh, exactly. And remember, because he won't always be there to, to catch you. Keep yeah. falling down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs>